0: So if you want to mitigate inflation on the right side, you should really stay invested and have more equities in your portfolio. But unfortunately, the head understand this and I always say, but a heart cannot connect. And that's the biggest problem with investment, right? Mm-hmm. So if you think that your heart cannot connect with your head, that you need to stay invested and the uh, market just fell last, uh, last night, mm-hmm. and then you look at it and you become reggitary and you need to get out of the market, and you, you're not that kind that will stay invested, then you might want to put some bonds in.
1: You're listening to the Building Financial Fitness Podcast, The show where personal finance is about the person, not just the numbers. Here on BFF, we talk about how to make money your best friend so that you can have the freedom to make the most out of life. We go through the honest discussions about money so that you don't need to make the same mistakes. We demystify jargon so that no one can smoke you with complicated acronyms. After all, money's greatest value is to give us control over our time, which is truly our greatest asset. I'm your host, Junas Yu. Hey guys, and welcome back to the BFF podcast. Today, our topic is about how to protect your retirement from inflation. And we have a special guest today, Christopher Tan, who is the founder and CEO of Provident, the first fee-only wealth advisory firm in Singapore. Welcome, Christopher. Thank
0: you so much. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, it's good to finally meet you in person. So yeah, so Christopher is the founder of CEO of Provident. Provident was founded in 2001 and is Singapore's first fee-only wealth advisory firm in Singapore. Mm. And like, you know, know, we talked about this earlier before recording Mm. that you are largely focusing on the more affluent families as well as expats living in Singapore. That's right. It's really a pleasure having a veteran like yourself, you know, on the show, because like I said, you're clearly one of the OGs in the industry. So for me, you know, I'm very interested in exploring the adequacy of retirement, especially in Singapore and especially in 2022 when we're looking at inflation rates in, mm. inflation go way up headline inflation rose to 4.1% in March 2022 compared to 3.2% in December 2021 right. 4% inflation expectations was only last recorded in December 2012 10 years ago mm. even the numbers overseas like US inflation is at a 40 year high in March 2022 right. at 8.5% year on year this is you know clearly insane. not something yeah. that we've seen in Singapore and for UK it's around 7% for the same period of course, given the hike in energy private prices from recent geopolitical events. So, it's no surprise that, you know, we're as we are reading the Financial Times and seeing what's going on in the world, like us Singaporeans, we're also going to be thinking about what are the repercussions, right? Right. So, what do you think, given all the recent headlines?
0: I think, firstly, I mean, it's true that we are definitely feeling uh, the inflationary pressures. Mm. Uh, I was at a hawker centre just a few days ago and I realised that my favourite time mm. stall. I mean, now they are selling their very small bowl of wonton mee <laughs> with just four pieces of wonton, and it's now going like five dollars, five fifty. Wow! It used to be four dollars,
1: and it used to be how many wonton?
0: It's the same, but they just <laughs> upped the price. And mm. I didn't buy it. I went back and told my wife, "I cannot make myself buy this because it's one dollar increase, and oh, that's that's a lot." So I went to buy something else. That's mm. about the same price, but a lot more stuff, a lot more content, a lot more things in the in that bowl. Mm. So it is true that I think we are feeling the inflationary. Um, pressure but I think it's also important to realize that inflation it, it cannot go on forever because the people the populace they will not like inflation they will yep. pressure the government so the government has to do it and after a while you know that's why we see all this interest rate going uh, up right and then it's going to be a business cycle thing uh, people will buy less inflation will drop you know and then it goes back uh, to where it is again the interest rate was will, 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 will like I said start to come down mm. so first of all I think we need to know that Okay, yes, inflation is high, mm-hmm. but it's temporary it's yes. always temporary yes. you know from um long time ago uh, it's always temporary, so then, how do we cope with it while it is here right now? I think first of all, you gotta ask yourself whether uh, at what stage of your life you are right now mm. if you are at the stage that you are still accumulating and you are younger, you might be affected differently. Mm. But you know, Junos, I want to start with something that maybe doesn't really have got to do with inflation first. I want to talk about this thing called the wealth equation or the money equation. Yep. We all have a money equation. It starts from earning an income. Mm. After we take away our savings, whatever that is left behind, we spend it, we call it expenses. Yes, that's the life that's the left side of the uh, money equation. Mm-hmm. The savings, if we invest it, compound by returns, Uh, Hopefully, we get to our goal. Mm. That is the right side of the money equation. The left side is the short-term financial planning side. Mm. It is the side that actually will make you rich. And it is the side that you have more control. Mm. The right side is the long-term investment side. It is the side that helps you stay rich. A lot of Mm -hmm. people think that investment is a side that makes you rich. Now, it's true for some, but for most people, the purpose of investment is really just to beat inflation and help you stay rich. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the right side, the investment side, is the side that you have lesser control because you have no control over the markets. Mm -hmm. Now, when we are in an inflationary environment, it's going to affect both sides. So, for the short-term financial planning side, well, it's definitely going to affect your purchasing power. Mm. If your income cannot catch up. Yep. Right. If your company is not at least giving you an inflation Inflationary adjustment. Inflationary increase that's year right. on year, right? Yes. Yeah, then you have a problem because you cannot catch up. But you're not going to be like suffering this for four, five, six, seven years because inflation is temporary. Mm-hmm. But yes, in that period when by inflation is high, you lose your purchasing power. Mm. If you want to maintain the same standard of living, you may have to spend more. Mm-hmm. And what that means is that you save less. Mm. Yep. That's the left side. Mm. On the right side, inflation, as we all know it, affects uh, bonds definitely yep. because the expectation of an interest rate increase will cause bond price to drop. Mm. So we are seeing that already. And in the short term, inflation will also affect equities prices yep. right? because people buy lesser, company makes lesser profit and so prices fall. Mm. right? So it affects it this way. So then how do we mitigate it? Now, I would say that, well, in the, uh, for the left side, because it is short term, that is the side that you really want to take care of it, right? So firstly, you want to ensure that you are at least, your income is at least catching up with inflation, mm-hmm. right? That's the first thing. The second thing is, if you can, spend lesser, mm. right? Because if you can do that, then you are able to save more. But if you really, really cannot spend lesser, then you just have to accept that for that period, 12 months, 24 months, you might not be able to save as much as Mm -hmm. you would like to. Mm -hmm. So that's the left side. For the right side, remember it is the long-term investment side so we should never use short term information to make long term decisions yep. right? so because it's your long term investment side you really should not do anything about it now why do I say so um, well I went to uh, in preparation for this uh, interview, I went to dig out some in, uh, research, and there's a research. There was a research done by Dimensional Fund Advisors. Mm-hmm. They did a research on twenty three asset classes between nineteen twenty seven to twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, those asset classes spans from equities, bonds, commodities, energy, and all that. Now, in those very long years, all the asset classes they had. Uh, higher or above average real return. That means to say it beats inflation except for one particular asset class which is the one-year T-bills. That is the one, I mean, of course, we don't expect that to beat inflation. That's the only one that couldn't beat inflation. All the others, all the other 22, actually, over that period of time, actually beat inflation mm. and that period is very important 1927 2020 because it covers some of the very high inflationary years i think like 1970 you know and all that so what does it tell us it tells us that over the long term if you stay invested these asset class will beat inflation
1: out of interest what were those returns for that time period after adjusting for inflation uh
0: if i am not wrong uh it Uh, I don't have it here actually, but the the, the inflation averages about 5.5% in the high inflation years. Mm. Well, so that means to say that uh, you should be getting higher than than that, right? Mm. Yeah. And there are, of course, other studies that uh, shows that equities actually uh, goes up in the long run. In the short run, it can be very volatile, but Mm. equities go up in the long run. And equities is a very good asset class for inflation. So if you want to mitigate inflation on the right side, you should really stay invested and have more equities in your portfolio. But unfortunately, the head understand this and I always say but a heart cannot connect mm-hmm. and that's the biggest problem with investment right mm-hmm. so if you think that your heart cannot connect with your head that you need to stay invested and uh, market just fell last uh, last night mm-hmm. and then you look at it and you become vegetary and you need to get out of the market and you, you're not that kind that will stay invested then you might want to put some bonds in mm-hmm. the whole purpose of bond is to moderate the fluctuation of your portfolio so that you can sit still
1: and provide more peace of mind at night hopefully
0: you can sleep yeah. uh, better peace of mind is very Important in um, in money decisions, right? Mm-hmm. But then, if you do that, then again there is a trade off, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're going to put in bonds, that is going to affect the returns. Mm-hmm. So you will still be able to beat inflation, you just will not beat inflation as well as if you had a hundred percent equities portfolio, yep. right? So I've spoken a lot. I know I'm sorry, but I'll just you know summarize and say <laughs> left side. You can do something in short term. Yeah, do do something about it. Make sure your boss pays you uh, inflation adjusted increment, mm. and then spend a bit lesser if you can. Mm-hmm. That's the left side. Then don't worry about it because inflation will pass. Yep. The right side, oh don't. It's a long term thing, mm. you know. So you just stay invested. Put your money in equities if you can. If you cannot put some bonds in. Just accept a lower return
1: and keep the emotions out of it.
0: Go and sleep and don't watch it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but it's actually great that you started off with the money equation because mm. that gives us a basis on what we're going to talk about next. Right. 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 So we know that inflation is a cyclical, is a cyclical thing, right? Mm. And it affects different people differently, uh, based on where they are in life. Mm. So today I really want to address two groups of people, which are the people who are pre-retirement. Right. Right. And older workers who are maybe you know in stages of you know retirement Mm. and how they can protect themselves against inflation because clearly for this group they would be more immediately impacted but let's look at the younger generation first Mm. so let's for the for the purpose of this discussion let's say the people who are under 60 the the people who can't withdraw from their cpf yet
0: Mm. right so as i've said earlier on um, it's just really making sure that you are more prudent don't get too affected by what is written on the headlines and we get overly worried because it will pass Mm. inflation will pass so for right for just for now just make sure that you budget properly don't spend too much if you can right and you'll be fine i think for most people hearing listening to this right now they'll probably say yeah i just i know that things are getting more expensive but i'm still okay Mm -hmm. right i'm still eating the food that i want to eat you Mm. know Uh, maybe i eat a bit lesser but life Pretty much, it goes on. I think what they are more worried is actually investing. Mm. How does it affect their uh, investments? Do they need to make uh, any uh, tactical changes? I mean, of course, if you want, you can put, say, for example, you buy a tip, right, uh, Treasury in, uh, Inflation Protected Securities into it, but how much tip can you buy, mm. right? Uh, there is Tip is like an insurance to insure against inflationary pressures, right? But it's like, how much can you buy and how long should you buy? Now, let me explain. The best time to buy insurance is before you need to go to hospital. Mm -hmm. So if you can predict and God speaks to you and you can predict that tomorrow (laughs) you're going to hospital, today you should buy your insurance, right? Maximum ROI because you only pay one day premium and you claim already, right? But we don't do that. We buy our insurance way ahead from the time the baby comes out, your insurance agent will say, buy now, buy now, buy while well, you are healthy, right? Yes. And then as long as you are healthy and you don't go to hospital, you are losing money in the premium. Mm. You are just buying peace of mind, right? Yes. It's the same with TIP, right? When are you going to expect inflation to go up? So if you buy it very, very early and it doesn't go up, TIP has a cost. And it's going to eat into the returns of your overall portfolio, mm-hmm. Right? And if you are so good and you can expect that inflation is going to shut down, then you buy now. But nobody can. Yeah, actually, nobody can. Uh. Nobody can, right? So I'll say, well, in a way, tip sounds good, but it's not easy to execute. Don't trouble yourself with that. If you look at history, you realise that equities is going to go up and down all the time. But in a 100 years of history, it has gone up. The S&P 500 show us that uh, in the long run, right? So then, don't worry about it. Don't worry about your investment. Just keep on putting. If inflation is causing equities to come down for a moment, uh, buy a bit if you have some money mm-hmm. and then go to sleep and don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. It's not... Going to, Inflation is not going to hurt your long-term investment return.
1: Got it. So, yeah. the general advice is to just write it out and not That's think right. so much about it. That's right. And on the short-term side, you're saying practicing prudence.
0: <laughs> Budgeting, prudence, mm. spend lesser if you uh, need to. Do um, you
1: see, I mean, as you know, we're both staying in Singapore and then, I mean, I have actually seen that, you know, ever since the COVID social distancing measures have opened up, you just see the throngs of queues everywhere.
0: I'm seeing right? it everywhere, you know, just It's insane, my right? It's
1: huge huge, um, there's this, you know, there's this element of revenge spending. So when you, when you see that, what do you think, you know, when you say that, you know, the advice is to be prudent, you know, headlines are saying that inflation is going up, be prudent, but, you know, does this link with what you're seeing?
0: Not at all. I mean, whatever we are saying right now is... You look very wistful. Yeah. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> okay, I am very realistic, right? So, uh, whatever we are discussing right now, a lot of it is Theoretical. Mm. Right. Okay, you should do this, you should not spend so much. Because spending is also an emotional thing. It's very important. Uh okay, I know there's this thing like a fire movement. You know yes. the big my biggest problem with fire movement is that we think that uh we have a contract with God. Mm. I work very hard, I save you know all my money and I'm gonna retire at 35. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I'm going to live on that money and I'm going to be happily ever after.
1: But we don't know how long we're going to live Exactly, for. we and don't know. Which ties into drawing down towards the end of life. But at the end of life, nobody can tell unless, you know, you yeah, decide your own. Yeah, life.
0: exactly right, right. So so that's the thing, right? If we save and then suddenly just before we retire, we die, we have not lived, yeah. right? So it's the same. Right now, people are spending. Rightfully so. I mean, they have not been spending for the last two years. I My office in Duxton Hill, mm. Plenty of nice restaurants, mm. drinking places. Mm. In the past, before COVID on Monday, nobody is around. It's mm. record requi- Now, even on a Monday, people are like thinking that, oh, the government may change their rules tomorrow. I better mm. come now and drink myself silly <laughs> before they close down, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's fine because mm. they can afford it. Mm. As long as you can afford it. And even if you decide that I'm just going to save lesser this year. I've been saving so much the last two years already. Mm. I want to save... I need my social life back. It makes me healthier. It makes me happier. Isn't that what money is for? Mm. So mm. I'll say, yes, theoretically, yes, inflationary environment, safe if you can. But I think you need a life. So if you want to sp- spend a bit more, you can afford it. Why go not? ahead. Yeah. yeah.
1: Got it. And for that older generation, now we're kind of shifting the argument or the discussion to people who are over 60, the Mm. people who are maybe already in retirement Mm. and actually for some of them or most of them statistically, possibly with less income earning opportunities. Mm. And that's the age where the medical expenses start coming in and medical inflation in Singapore is actually really, really high. It's at 10%. It's even more than what we're talking about, the average basket kind of inflation. So... Apart from keeping a budget, what would be your advice to this group?
0: Yeah. I mean, I hope they have planned well, Mm -hmm. right? Because if they have not planned well and there is no more income coming in, unfortunately, the most viable solution is just to budget and spend less. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the only way because Mm -hmm. uh, you're not going to have an income to catch up with inflation uh, and you have got limited amount of money set aside. Mm -hmm. So really, nothing else you can do except budget, Mm -hmm. right? But what we do for, I'm going to explain what we do for pre-retirees to plan for their retirement, Mm -hmm. right? So, we use this uh, methodology which we developed called RetireWell. Mm. Uh, Basically, it is a process, um, it's a way, actually, that we integrate all our clients' assets at retirement, Mm -hmm. things such as properties, CPF, bonds, endowment plans that they may have bought, Mm -hmm. equities and all that, into a spending plan. And this spending plan does three things for the retiree. The first thing it will do is that during the cash flow planning part, we already adjusted inflation for it. Now, what do I mean, right? So, for example, I'll say, okay, Junos, how much do you need in your retiring years mm-hmm. at different stage of life? And you mm-hmm. may say that, okay, between sixty to sixty-five, I want five thousand a month. Between sixty-five to seventy, I want seven thousand a month. So, you may have different cash flow needs at different stage of your mm-hmm. retirement, mm-hmm. right? We will always adjust all those cash flow by inflation, yes, right. So, let's say it's three percent. Well, just by 3%, we calculate the capital you need mm. to give you that cash flow. Yes. So the planning side has really taken into consideration inflation. Yep. The second thing that methodology will do is that we are going to spread your assets into what we call different buckets. Mm. Well, the fact is, retiree is not going to spend the entire capital in the first five years. Mm-hmm. right? So monies that you need immediately for the first five years, usually we put into cash or um, very low-risk instruments such as short-term uh, duration bonds. That in, uh, are liquid enough. Liquid, well. very safe, mm. not going not gonna to be very much affected by the volatility of the market. Now, so that's the part that, okay, if you think that you want to cope with inflation, budget that part, spend a bit lesser, even to put some tips in, that's fine, mm. right? Monies that you don't need immediately in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you can start to put more equities in because remember, equities is a good instrument that will outpace inflation, Mm -hmm. right? So you put a bit of money into equities that you will not need this money in the next 5 to 10 to 20 years, Mm -hmm. right? So that's what we do, it's bucketing. Now, the third thing this spending plan will do is, well, we could be wrong. The inflation adjustment that we calculated could be much higher than our assumption. Mm-hmm. The returns that we use could be lower than what we plan for. Mm-hmm. So what we do is then we have another thing, what we call a reserve bucket. right? And the reserve bucket is for you to tap in when in an inflationary year or when your returns are bad and you really still want to spend the same amount or more for whatever reason, you make an intentional decision to get the money out from the, uh, the reserve bucket. It's basically the contingency plan. Though. That's right. Mm. That's right. It's a bit like the way our plan government manages yeah, reserves, mm. right? Mm. Right. Of course, the tricky part is really about how much you put in reserves and how much do you actually put in the real investment bucket because yes. the more you put in reserve, the lesser you have to spend. Nah. Correct. Yeah, so that's the balance. But well, so if a, a retiree, if you are very near retirement and you are thinking, I'm going to retire... I'm afraid, uh, I, I'm worried about inflation. You might want to think about planning uh, this way, mm. right? And if you plan this way, it's not, hundred, there's nothing that's foolproof. But I think you have a better chance to mitigate inflation and still live the lifestyle that you want to live regardless of a market situation.
1: Mm, Got it. And we also talk about the different risks when it comes to retirement, right? Mm. So can we talk a little bit about that? The first one is really longevity risk. Mm. And really, you know, we have seen lifespans increasing. Mm. Um, We're actually seeing a lot of people past the centenarian mark, right? They're going above, above 100 so I was talking to, you know, a friend who works in uh, Tai He Kuan, mm. And he was just saying like, you know what, wow, that auntie that, you know, that I used to take care of. Like, wow, she's still alive, like, you know, she's 103, eh, and still like very okay, you know. So, you know, previously when we look at financial models, any kind of financial planner, there are always assumptions that you input in the model with regards mm. to inflation. What is your assumed inflation? That's what is right. your assumed expenses? And then really the the, the biggest thing is How many more years do you have left? Mm. And if that meant that years left, right, all of a sudden increases from 30 to 50, Mm. that vastly changes how much you're going to draw down a month, each month. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Longevity risk is a problem. And we all know that, you know, Singapore, we always want to be number one. Mm. And very soon, we'll be number one. We're going to be the fastest aging society in the world. (laughs) We
1: are indeed going (laughs) that way. Yes.
0: So, you talk about the risk in retirement. Yes. Firstly, it's longevity risk. Mm. It's something that we really need to plan for in our retirement plan. How
1: do we tangibly plan for it?
0: Okay. There are a few things you can do. Firstly, you can plan from the cash flow planning perspective, Mm -hmm. right? You want to make sure that, well, what I explained earlier on in the Mm. buckets, right? We have a bucket right at the end that will grow the money and you won't need this money until 25 years later. And if the plan goes according to the way we want it, Mm. you should die at 85, (laughs) okay? Mm -hmm. If you don't die at 85, then you are a bad client. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, but <laughs> because it's a plan, right? You're not following yes. the plan. You're supposed yes. to die 85, but okay. Let's see. You don't die. 85. So a little
1: more bit but yes.
0: The last bucket is supposed to have grown to a significant amount for you to still tap on, mm. even if you live beyond hundred. That's one.
1: So that so that contingency is really that that. Yes. Mm.
0: So that's the contingency. But then there is a second way, practically speaking, that we can put in. Um, instruments that is able to hedge uh, against longevity risk. Annuity mm-hmm. is one of them. Mm-hmm. Right In Singapore, the best annuity is our CPF life. Mm. Right Between you and your spouse, if you are married, both of you can have about $4,000 every month until you pass away. And that's a, not a lot, but it's that's okay. That's
1: based on the escalating plan or which one?
0: That's based on the um, either basic or standard plan and that's based on uh, uh, each uh, of them putting in the ERS, Enhanced yes. Retirement Sum, mm. right? So every month as, from 65 onwards, you get about $2,000. As a couple, you get 5000 That's going to form the base, mm. right? And it's reliable as long as the Singapore government don't collapse or doesn't mm-hmm. collapse mm-hmm. and you got have $4,000 for life. Right. So that's one thing you can do. Mm. And if that's not enough for you, I mean, nowadays insurance company, they sell retirement income plans. Now, mm. I don't really like retirement income plans. Mm. I don't really like to use insurance for investing or savings because the returns are not exciting. Mm -hmm. But if you want to hedge longevity risk, Mm. retirement income plan can be useful, Mm -hmm. right? And of course, if you have got capital, you can buy bonds because bonds, the coupon will pay, but the capital is always there, right? So these are some of the instruments you can use um, to hedge longevity risk. But it's really... Uh, not just one way, like I mentioned, there's also the cash flow Planning way which I explained earlier the contingency Mm,
1: got it yes
0: yeah so that's the first risk really longevity Mm. and then of course we have the second risk uh, inflation risk which we talk about Mm -hmm. Uh, the third risk is uh, what we call investment risk and specifically for retiree it's uh, this thing called sequence of return risk Mm. which is you invest in something then you want to consume you want to sell but the markets are falling so if you sell and consume it's the double whammy your capital will run out faster than it's supposed to Right. right the f- fourth risk is overspending risk. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you see that
1: happen often?
0: It, I think in Singapore not so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think generally Singaporeans are quite prudent, mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, but the study is the older generation, mm-hmm. right? The younger generation, I'm not sure. Maybe they feel like oh, I'm retired already. I want to spend a lot. So the fear is you spend a lot in the earlier stage of your retirement, living not enough for later. Mm-hmm. But it's easy to manage that. Just budget. Mm. Right, and the last risk is really healthcare risk. It's not so much the risk of falling sick; we will fall sick. It is the risk of not being able to cope with high medical expenses.
1: Yes, and that's the most debilitating, right? Because you're dealing with, you know, survival or dealing, uh, battling a, uh, an illness, mm. and then having to worry about hefty hospital bills. And I think we've yeah. seen that with a lot of you know, like Facebook sharing, social media sharings. You know, people you know complaining about um insurance companies not paying them what they expected. So I mm-hmm. think this is actually the 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 most painful risk, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and if you don't plan for it well, uh, you may recover, mm-hmm. but then your retirement is completely destroyed because you don't have enough money, mm. right? So that part needs to be planned uh, well. But it's not difficult to. I mean, mitigate healthcare care because you just make sure you buy the necessary insurance if you have the money to buy it.
1: Mm. Yeah, But I guess when you look at, the let's say, the lower income market, mm. um, what would your advice be apart from buying the requisite insurance?
0: Insurance doesn't have to be very expensive if you know how to buy it. Mm. I think the biggest problem in Singapore is that a lot of Singaporeans, we buy the wrong type of insurance we spend a lot of money paying premiums and yet we are not effectively covered. Mm. I've been talking about this uh, since 20 years ago, right? Mm. And in fact, I think at one point I was much hated for saying that because I think sometimes as an industry, we sell people insurance that are expensive but doesn't do the job. Mm. So for Singaporeans, at the most basic level, if you are not a high income earner, at the most basic level, we all have marriage life. Yeah. As long as your healthcare expectation is that of a B two and C one, mm.
1: then
0: you should be fine.
1: Not super high. That's
0: right. Yes. So if you keep your expectation low, B two C one. If you're medically safe with you Medicare life, and even if these two can't help you, you have Medicare, mm-hmm. right? That should take care. No Singaporeans actually, uh, can say that oh they won't cannot go to the hospital. Mm. It won't be right mm. as long as you manage your healthcare expectation. Mm-hmm. So if managed life is not enough for you, you are financially able to upgrade. Then we all know, just go and buy the IP, the integrated plan. Mm. You can have a choice of whether you buy a plan that is suitable for uh, B1 ward, A ward, private hospital. Mm -hmm. The big thing about that is that it gives you a choice of doctors, Mm. really. Mm. uh, Beyond the lobster laksa, I don't know whether you know this lobster laksa joke, but.
1: <laughs> Isn't the, the food that you get in a. Maui Novina. Maui
0: Yeah. So they only have. Lo- they serve lobster laksa. Mm. So beyond the lobster laksa and beyond the room and all that, the key thing about IP is that it gives you a choice of your mm. doctors, right? Mm. So that's important. So if you can upgrade that, it's very important, especially even for the people that we love, mm. right? If my mother is sick, or my father is sick, I always, want that op- I always want that option. I mean, mm. I may be able to say uh, it's okay for me, but I mm. want that option for my loved ones, right? Mm-hmm. And f- I mean, financially, if you find that you can't afford it, you don't have to upgrade to the highest plan. Mm. At least upgrade to a B1 ward plan. Mm. Yes, you, you still need to be at the government hospital, but at least you have a choice of doctors even in the government Within hospital. That line, right? yes. Of course, financially, you are able to, then you go and, buy the best plan that you can go to Maui e, you can go to Glen Eagles. But it comes with the cost. Huh? Yeah, yeah. So it's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to medical planning, well, I'll, I'll, I'll say that in a medical crisis, right, there are two financial impacts. The first financial impact is a loss of income. Mm-hmm. The second financial impact is increased medical expenses. Yep. Right. So, the loss of income only affects you if you are not retired, you are still working. Mm. Now, how do you actually take care of that? Just buy a cheap, low-cost term insurance that gives you critical illness coverage. Mm. If I'm down with cancer, I get a lump sum, it should be able to take care of my income for the next three to four years. Mm. A term plan is not expensive. Mm. For the increased medical expenses side, buy a good IP, like I said, it's suitable for you. Right, and if you want an option for alternative treatment like traditional Chinese medicine, buy a critical illness plan. Yeah, you can buy a whole life because you need to protect your medical expenses for your entire life. So mm-hmm. buy a small whole life, maybe a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just to pay Chinese sinsen and all that. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to take care of your medical expenses associated with severe disability, we all have cashew life. Yep. just buy a supplement mm-hmm. to take care of it. For retirees, it's the same. Just that for retirees, you're not so much afraid of loss of income because you're not earning an income anyway. Yes. Right? So if you are down and you cannot work, you're not working anyway. So don't worry about buying insurance for replacement of income for retirees. Just buy insurance to take care of medical expenses. Mm -hmm. So it goes back to buying a good hospitalization and surgical plan like an IP. Buy a whole life critical illness small one 100,000 150,000 to pay traditional medicine alternative care mm-hmm. and then buy your cash shield life or elder shield supplement whichever mm. uh if you want to up that coverage for severe disability
1: so basically being quite targeted on buying specific products and not buying a blanket kind of product
0: yeah i've got this passion for talking to people about insurance now because i find that we are we really can get ourselves very sufficiently covered without having to spend so much in premiums, living enough to invest for the future and living enough to live a life now.
1: Mm, I think that's great. And I think that you actually shared a lot of very useful advice, not just for the retiree crowd, which is a group that Provident focuses on, but Mm. now on the younger crowd as well. So for those who are interested, where can they find you?
0: They can find me on our website. That's the best place to find us because I think our website will tell you the kind of work that we do, our process, you know, and all that. And if you find that the work that we do, can be useful for you there's also a contact form that you can contact us so our website is www.provident.com
1: great and I'll include that in the show notes as well thank so you. that they can thank click you. through thank you thank you so much Christopher for being on it's a pleasure having you pleasure and, is mine you know it's great meeting you and then if there's any questions we have on insurance or you know where the best wonton me <laughs> you know definitely we'll, we'll, we'll catch up for that uh, ask for me proper wonton that is you know value for money and uh, not increased this. by one dollar <laughs> Thank you again, and with that, we'll see you the next time. Thank you. Many thanks as well to all of you out there for tuning in. This has been a fantastic conversation, and we would definitely love to hear what you think about it. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can reach out to us through the email podcasts at listen.sg or at my Instagram at misfitfi. Aside from that, if you enjoy what you're listening to and want to hear more, please help to spread and grow the show by subscribing on Me Listen or Apple Podcast or by following on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Finally, the Building Financial Fitness Podcast is an original production from Mediacorp and recorded at Skate Live Studios, The Pod, powered by Audio-Technica and City Music. Episode production is done by Junas U with editing and support by Danny Cordy and Gareth Fernandez. Once again, I'm your host and BFF Junas U. Until the next time.